Coffee Bean is about a boy named Gavin who learns a valuable lesson from his teacher, Mrs. Spring, about carrots, eggs, and coffee beans. If you put a carrot into really hot water, it will get soft and weak. If you put an egg into really hot water, it will get hardened. But if you put coffee beans into really hot water, they'll turn the water into coffee. In the story, the boiling water represents the challenges in life. We can let them weaken us or harden us, or we can learn to transform our world. The lesson is that the power is on the inside. Be a coffee bean. <laughs> The voice you just heard was my daughter, Kiana, at age nine, sharing insights from John Gordon's book, The Coffee Bean, Kids Version. John Gordon is an international best-selling author of 28 books, including The Power of Positive Leadership and his signature work, The Energy Bus. Today's special episode explores several of John's books and includes excerpts from our previous podcast conversation. Enjoy the wisdom and insights of John Gordon. Welcome to Changing Lives Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cassetta. This podcast was originally created to spotlight the leaders, alumni, and friends of the Cutco Vector Marketing community who are leveraging their positive influence to empower people all over the world to change their lives. Every few weeks, we go outside of the Cutco Vector sphere to bring you a guest who is teaching others how to have a more successful and fulfilling life, both personally and professionally. The special guests we bring to you here in episodes like today's are successful entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, superstar business executives, and transformational leaders from many walks of life. The lessons they share are compelling, real-world concepts for business and life. Through hearing real-life stories and hands-on experiences, you'll gain insights that can help you in whatever it is that you do in life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's episode. Welcome to this special episode featuring concepts from several books by John Gordon. First off, we'll talk about the adult version of The Coffee Bean, which John wrote with Damon West. Many people have heard this analogy of carrots, eggs, and coffee beans, but few people know its origin story. Damon West was serving a life sentence in a Texas prison for organized crime when another inmate shared this story with him. This time, the prison itself was the pot of boiling water, and on that day, Damon decided that he was going to transform his world. The change in the prison's culture, led by Damon, was so extreme that he was released on parole just six years later with the instructions to find more coffee beans in society. Damon began to spread his inspiring message far and wide, and in 2018, the coffee bean message was launched on a rocket ship when John Gordon called Damon to team up to put this story and its lessons into a book. There are many ways that you can be a coffee bean. A few I'll share here now are these. Be positive, especially on difficult days. Look for the good 
in others, in yourself, and in each situation. Be a problem solver, not a problem reporter, or worse, a complainer. Encourage and help others. Be a great teammate. And of course, remember that we create our world from the inside out, not the outside in. Remind yourself of this idea consistently. We all need reminders of who and how we want to be. John Gordon shares a great idea on how we can remind ourselves in his book, One Word That Will Change Your Life. The concept is to choose one word that represents an important and powerful value in your life. You can do this for a calendar year, for a school year, or for any important season or campaign in your life. Your one word might be growth to signify your commitment to learning and or increasing your results in your business. Or it might be habits to remind you of the key practices that you are building. Your one word might be discipline to remind you to make tough choices in the moment. Or maybe it's composure to remind you to stay calm under the day-to-day pressures of life. Maybe your one word is integrity or faith or presence or appreciation or something else that has a private meaning to you. Post your one word in multiple places where you'll see it daily and let it be a constant reminder of who you want to be in the weeks and months ahead. My favorite all-time John Gordon book is his signature work, The Energy Bus, which has now sold over 3 million copies worldwide. Too Blessed to be Stressed and Better Today Than Yesterday became indelible phrases that have guided my life since I first read that book many years ago. John has continued to inspire readers and audiences all around the world through his books and his messages about the power of positive energy and positive leadership. I was extremely grateful and honored to have featured John on this podcast in episode number 206. What follows here today are some excerpts from that conversation with a few more of my own comments mixed in. So let's get right into the life-changing concepts of John Gordon. I'm interested in finding out a little bit about your personal background, John, because I find in your writing something that was pretty interesting is you said that you're not naturally a positive person. And I think it's just so noteworthy that you've become known for this principle of positive leadership. What can you tell us about uh, your personal background and your evolution? Well, it's very ironic to me that this is my life's work about positivity, positive leadership, building strong and positive teams, because I am not naturally positive. So I grew up in Lyon, New York, in a Jewish Italian family, a lot of food, a lot of guilt, a lot of wine, a lot of whining. And so my family was not very positive. I was not very positive. And around 31 years old, my wife came up to me and she said, I love you, but I'm not going to spend my life with someone who makes me so miserable. Like you need to change. And she was going to leave if I didn't change. So I had to change. And I made a commitment right then and there. I was going to become a more positive person. So I started to research ways that I could be more positive. This was during the emerging field of positive psychology. 
And as I started to research, I started to practice a lot of these ideas, started to have an impact on my life. And I found my calling, you know, doing this work. I was just trying to change myself, get better myself. But in the process, being positive doesn't just make you better. It makes everyone around you better. And so I became a better husband, a better father, a better leader, and started sharing this message with others, wrote the energy bus that took off. Not right away. Took five years for it to become a bestseller. I had to walk the walk, right? Live the principles, overcome adversity, overcome negativity, find my way, find my voice. And along the way, the energy bus then brought me to all these different opportunities where I would visit teams, professional, college, companies, school districts, and start speaking and also learning. So while I was there, I was learning from all these great leaders and teams that I was working with. And that became the basis for the power of positive leadership and the power of a positive team. What makes great leaders great? What makes great teams great? And again, I would argue you have to be a positive leader to be a great leader. You have to be a positive team in order to be a great team. Yeah, for sure. And I've definitely experienced seeing that firsthand, working with many, many leaders in my business, and also just trying to evolve my own leadership style over time. There's times where I feel like I've, I've thought, hey, you know, maybe I'm going to try a different angle here and see if like a negative style can motivate this particular person. And there might be, you know, snippets where that sort of style has its place. But for the most part, just creating a positive culture is such a huge factor in the success of anybody that I've seen that's a great leader. Yeah. Being a positive leader is not about you're not demanding. Like as a positive leader, you're demanding. You're just not demeaning. You're loving. Mm. You're not enabling. You have high standards, low tolerance for excuses. Like we're not going to allow you to be anything but your best. Like we're going to push you to be your best because we believe in you. We believe in what you can create. We believe in what we're going to create together in this future. And because you believe the best is yet to come, you take the actions necessary to create the best outcome. And so it's based on belief, but it's also based on excellence. Like we're here to win. We're here to succeed. We're here to accomplish great things, but we're going to do it in a positive, loving, caring, encouraging way. Love and accountability are the keys to positive leadership. I love you but I'm going to hold you accountable to the standards of our values, our principles, our culture, and our quest for excellence. And when you bring those two together, you become a very powerful leader. I think that's such a great uh, way of blending those, those, those concepts together of uh, you know, making sure that you are uh, having a low tolerance for excuses, but you know, doing it in a, in a way that's loving. Cutco and Vector Marketing have such a family culture that the love side sort of comes pretty easy for a lot of us, but that that accountability side is a key piece that has to go with it. And, and having it done in the right way is really an important idea. In family cultures, it's hard. I've been brought into family cultures before, even billion dollar businesses that are run by families. And as they move towards more accountability, they find it difficult because there's a lot of love. There's a lot of great relationships but no one wants to hold anyone accountable. No one wants to rock the boat and have those difficult conversations. But what we realize is to be a great team, you have to have both the love and the accountability. And because I love you, I'm not going to let you settle for anything less than your best. And I want you to be your best. So I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to challenge you. I call it love tough instead of tough love. Tough love no longer works, but love tough does. And so I love you. I earn the right 
to challenge you. We built a relationship. I'm pouring into you. I'm investing in you. And I earn the right to now challenge you. And so you can be a great family, but you may not be a great team if you don't have the accountability piece. And and we have these kind of conversations with family-run businesses as they start talking about this. And once you set the standard of ex- expectations, this is what we expect. These are the standards then everyone understands that they now have to work to meet those standards that allows those conversations to happen more naturally. But we have to have the difficult conversations, which so many shy away from Nick nurse coach of the Toronto Raptors. When they won the NBA championship, he put an elephant on his desk and it was a reminder that anyone who came into his office, they were going to talk about the elephant in the room. They were going to deal with the real issues. They would, address things. So things would not go unaddressed. And in doing so, they had great conversations that led to a greater commitment, more psychological safety, some fights, but also out of that came a greater intimacy and strength as a team. So often we don't like the fights, we're scared of them. But if you have the difficult conversations in an honest, transparent way, that fighting actually leads to intimacy and growth. Mm. Oh, I, I love that, John. That was so good right there and definitely uh, really, really instructive, valuable information for a lot of the young leaders that I know I work with. Is it true that George, the main character in the energy bus, was uh, based on your own struggle with negativity and, and adversity? Totally. I wrote about that in the no complaining rule, I believe, in the intro and shared that truth. A lot of people don't know that. George was based on me. He's miserable. He's negative. His wife's about to leave him. His team at work is in disarray. He basically represented my life at the time where I was just negative and miserable. So he was easy to write about. (laughs) So cool that uh, you took uh, experiences from your own life and turned it into such a great training tool for people to learn and develop. I know in the energy bus, you say that we should develop the skill of positive energy by practicing. What are some ways that we can do this? Well, you have to feed yourself each day in order to feed others. If you don't have it, you can't share it. The best advice I've ever heard is from Dr. James Gills, the only person on the planet to complete six double Ironman triathlons. That's a double Ironman, which means you do an Ironman, a day later do another one. And the last time he did it, he was 59 years old. He was asked how he did it. He said, I've learned to talk to myself instead of listen to myself. Hmm. He said, if I listen... I hear all the fear, all the negativity, all the doubt, all the reasons why I can't finish this race. But if I talk to myself, I can feed myself with the words and the encouragement that I need to keep on moving forward. And so we got to feed ourselves each day with words of encouragement, with truth, with words of affirmation that keep us going. The word encourage means to put courage into. So when you are encouraging yourself, you're putting courage into yourself. When you're encouraging others, you're putting courage into them. Chewy Cathy said, how do you know if a man or woman needs encouragement? If they're breathing, we all need encouragement. And Zig Ziglar, the famous motivational speaker when he was alive, he was told, Zig, motivation doesn't last. And Zig replied, neither does bathing. It's why you have to do it every day. And so we do need encouragement every single day. We need to encourage ourselves. We need to talk to ourselves instead of listen. So you do have to feed yourself. And the number one thing that I've done over the years is is a gratitude walk. The research shows can't be stressed and thankful at the same time. So if you're feeling grateful, if you're feeling blessed, you will not feel stressed. And so every day, just about for the past 16, 17 years, I take a walk of gratitude. And while I'm walking, I'm flooding my brain and body with these positive emotions that uplift me 
rather than the stress hormones that slowly drain me. Think about that. It's a practice, weeding the negative, feeding the positive. The garden of your mind starts to look magnificent the more you do this. Weed the negative, feed the positive. One day, won't do a whole lot, but do it for a week, a month, a year, seven years, a lifetime. The garden of your mind looks amazing. And so every day you're feeding yourself with this positivity to take on the day, to take on the challenges, to overcome adversity, to keep going, to have the grit to to keep going, to overcome and, and to ultimately succeed. And so that's what we need to do on a daily basis. So gratitude has been my thing. And when you appreciate, you elevate. You elevate your mood, your performance, and the people around you. And so a morning gratitude practice and a morning routine of that. So I walk, I practice gratitude, then I, then I pray, then I'm also speaking things into existence. I accept all the people that want to work with me. I accept all the people who want to benefit from my, my gifts and talents, help me inspire and encourage those who are meant to help. You know, I receive all the the companies and the great events that want me to speak. I've done that over the years, and it's amazing how people call, they'll reach out. I'll have people say, hey, I was in the bookstore. I don't know what happened, but I just saw your book on the shelf. Didn't even know anything about you. And just picked this book up and started reading it. Happens all the time. Can't explain why or how, but I am always trying to speak things into existence. So it's a routine. And that, that gratitude feeds the positive each day. This is not Pollyanna positive. People need to understand. It's not about seeing the world through rose-colored glasses. It's knowing that you have the power to overcome the thorns. It's not about ignoring reality. Like, okay, we're going through a tough time. This is about maintaining optimism and belief and faith in order to create a better reality. So this is the real stuff that makes great leaders, great teams, and people successful. A research from Duke University shows that optimists work harder, get paid more, and I'm more likely to succeed in business and sports. And what they found was that these optimists, because they believed in a brighter and better future, Dan, they took the actions necessary to create it. It became a self-fulfilling prophecy. Think about that. What you believe so often determines what you create. And leadership is a transfer of belief. Sales is a transfer of belief. So it's essential to succeed. Yep. Amazing. I have used the phrase too blessed to be stressed so many times, John, when somebody's asked me how I'm doing and they know I'm busy and have a lot of things going on. And, um, you know, obviously I got that directly from you in the energy bus. And uh, uh, that's one of the ways that I talk to myself is just uh, reminding myself that I'm definitely too blessed to be stressed. I want to talk, John, about how we can implement the power of positive energy as a leader of a team or an organization. In the power of positive leadership, you talk about building a positive team at the culture level. How does that start? It all starts at the cultural level. What do we value? What do we stand for? Investing in the root of the tree, not the fruit. So often we focus on our numbers, our stock price, our wins, our losses, and we ignore the root, our culture, our people, our relationships. And if you focus on the fruit and you ignore the root, what happens to the tree? It dies. dies. But if you invest in the root, and you make it your number one priority, you have a great supply of fruit. So at the cultural level, what do we value? What do we stand for? What do we believe? What do we want to be known for? And that is your culture, investing in that, and then talking about it as a team. Hey, this is what we stand for. Let's not allow negativity to sabotage our team. This is the benefits of positivity. 
Here's the cost of negativity. Here's how negativity will sabotage us. Here's how we continue to work together. Here's how we overcome energy vampires, as I wrote about in the energy bus. Mm -hmm. One person can't make a team, but one person can break a team. You talk about these things at the cultural level, standards of behavior. This is what we're going to focus on. This is how we do things here. And then when it happens, you reinforce it, you recognize it, you support it. When you see the other thing happening, the bad stuff happening, you call it out. You make sure that it doesn't happen. You address it. You don't allow it to breed and grow. The biggest mistake leaders make is they do not address the negativity that sabotages their team. So it persists, it exists, eventually sabotages the team. We've got to address it. We've got to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, that that was great stuff right there that, that any leader can take and think about, uh, you know, what do you stand for? What do you want to be known for? What are your most important values? Talking about it with your team, recognizing the things that are happening that you want, and then calling out the things that are happening that you don't want. So excellent stuff right there. We'll get back to a little more from John Gordon in a minute or so. First, I just wanted to underscore a few important points that John just made. John said love and accountability are the keys to positive leadership. I love the distinction of love tough instead of tough love. It's a very subtle distinction that comes down to the ways in which we are creating accountability with the people we lead and with ourselves. It's important to motivate ourselves and others towards what we want, much more so than away from what we don't want. John teaches to shout praise while you whisper criticism. John also stressed how important it is that we receive and provide encouragement every day. Attempting to motivate others with threats and power plays tends to be discouraging, but motivating others with positive visions and encouragement tends to inspire more action and sustained results. In the energy bus, John shares what he calls the five ways to love your passengers. They are make time for them, listen to them, recognize them, serve them, and bring out the best in them. I don't have time to detail that here, but check out page 122 in the energy bus for details on how these five leadership strategies tie together. In The Power of Positive Leadership, John writes that the first step in the journey of becoming a better leader is becoming a better you. Starting from where you are now and keeping in mind the principles that John shares, anyone can move forward on the journey of becoming an uncommon leader. Here's one more profound nugget from the Energy Bus. One of the most memorable phrases for me in the energy bus is better today than yesterday. That has stuck in my head for many, many years since I first read the book. John, how do you continue to get better every day? Well, you have to win today. Can't worry about tomorrow. The goal is to win today. And then you identify what win today means to you. I was talking to a Navy SEAL on my podcast, Positive University in April, Chad Wright. And Chad said, John, a lot of guys trying to be a Navy SEAL don't make it because they don't make it through Hell Week. They don't make it through Hell Week because they're longing for it to be over. They're dreaming for it to end. He said, the ones who make it just want to make it to breakfast. And I realized that was the key to getting through this challenging time, to not worry about tomorrow, but to win today, get better every day. So for me, it was like, I'm going to stay positive. 
not allowing the negativity to get to me. I was going to improve myself on a daily basis, read. I took two walks a day instead of my usual one to stay sane, to get healthy. I was doing about six miles a day, working on my basketball game, improving that way, reading and just growing in that way. And then also looking for ways to encourage people in order to get better. And I just turned 50 in January, January 20th. And when you turn 50, it's like, okay, how do I want to live the next half of my life? Because in my mind, I'm going for 100. That's my goal. In the words of the great American philosopher, John Bon Jovi, I'm halfway there living on a prayer. And so I want to make a difference even more so in the last half than the first half. How can I make a difference? So getting better to me means you're getting better for others and to make an impact for others. And also knowing that you can't do it alone. We all need a team to be successful. So getting better means better together. We're better together. And then together we accomplish amazing things. So it's about team. We were made to be part of a team and building your team, working with your team is essential. And that's why I'm so passionate about the power of a positive team as well. I think one of the key lessons you have to learn is do not waste your energy on those who don't get on your bus. Not everyone is going to get on your bus. Don't beat yourself up. Don't waste your energy worrying why they didn't get on. Learn from it, but then keep your energy so you can move forward and have more energy to ask more people to get on. The more you do that and you look forward, not backwards, what will happen is you will have a standing room only bus. Post a sign that says no energy vampire is allowed. As Gandhi said, I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet and neither should you. So keep going, stay positive. Don't allow the negativity to bring you down. Recognize that we create from the inside out the powers on the inside, not the outside. There's always going to be negativity, forces, adversity, circumstances beyond your control. So control what you control, move forward each day with that positive mindset, and you will create the future that you want. You just have to work hard along the way to get it. That was John Gordon, everyone. One of my favorite quotes from him is that we are positive, not because life is easy. We are positive precisely because life can be hard. We are all experiencing challenges and difficulties on a day-to-day basis. Bringing positive energy to our life is not about ignoring that. It's about a better way to handle that. Living with more positivity makes us more effective at handling the hard times in life and it makes everyone around us better. The last thing I'll share is perhaps the most profound lesson from the energy bus. John references a study where a bunch of people who were at least 95 years of age were asked if they could do it all over again, what would they do differently? The most common answer is centered around three things. One, they would reflect more, enjoy more moments, more sunrises and sunsets, more moments of joy. Two, they would take more risks and chances. Life is too short not to go for it. And three, they would have left a legacy, something that would live on after they die. In The Power of Positive Leadership, John writes that the best legacy you could leave is not some building that's named after you or a piece of jewelry, 
but rather a world that has been impacted and touched by your presence, your joy, and your positive actions. To me, that phrase sums up John Gordon so perfectly. And you know what? I hope it sums me up when my time has passed. And I hope it sums you up as well. One great leader can inspire many other great leaders who carry on their way of being into other places and help pass their legacy on forever. Thanks for listening. If you got value from today's episode, please share it with others and consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player. Subscribing to the podcast is free and ensures that future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. For access to guest bios, show notes, and other resources, visit changinglivespodcast.com. You can sign up there to receive valuable resources for free from people featured on the podcast. And to support our podcast sponsors, visit changinglivespodcast.com slash deals. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.